You are listening to the Mental Health Monday podcast. Got automatics. Well, save it till we start recording. We are recording now. See, I don't understand shit. Like, I always thought you had to record in like the first one, and then also record in GarageBand, but you just carry it over the audio. Well, yeah. Well, I only just I just carry over like the guest audio. Mm -hmm. Um, But oh, so it it separates the guest audio as well. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Fun fact before we start, he goes, so we're uh, now Zoom Pro members uh, for our podcast. And I said, oh, really? That's sick. And he goes, yeah, we were recording Marshall's episode and a notification popped up that we have five minutes left of free time or we had to subscribe and upgrade to Pro. So, <laughs> And I didn't know this until literally just two minutes ago. And so he goes, yeah, so I didn't want to tell Marshall after all the hiccups we went through, um, we got to cut your time short again and reschedule because we have to upgrade. To so he just bought it on the spot like w- during the recording of the episode and i was like man we are dedicated <laughs> so yeah that's uh like i said we're upgrading and doing things we're on to big better braver things consistency yeah. consistency yes uh if you have not recognized the voice already we have our very special guest and fan favorite freedom back on to talk to us today <laughs> Hey, not up? in the room, but I still feel your energy, your big teddy bear energy, man. Yeah, I, tr- I try to exhume it every time. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Small earthquake on yours. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom House Life. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, you, you guys uh, know that storm that happened on like Wednesday and Thursday? Oh yeah, there was like tornadoes in Kentucky, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that storm knocked out my power for my whole apartment complex. Jeez. So I was without power for a solid like twelve hours, twelve-ish hours, and then the very next day, uh, my maintenance man knocks on our door suddenly, and we're like, "Oh shit." Hide the incriminating materials <laughs> and the pets. And um, he walks in. He's just like, yeah, you guys got a leak. And we're like, huh? Because <laughs> we've barely been home because of work and, you know, just doing a bunch of family shit. And he, com- he, he comes into the office, which I am recording in, by the way. Mm-hmm. He comes into my office and opens the door that the closet door that holds our AC unit. And the floor's wet, the carpet's wet, and, like, so much of our shit is, like, soaked or damaged in water. Jeez. And he and he's just like, yeah, the downstairs neighbor was having a flood, and you guys are also having a flood. So, yeah, my AC unit uh, flooded, which was nice. So power That's- goes out Wednesday, office floods Thursday. And it's it, it was it was just some shit. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I've been playing lots of gigs, which is always fun. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of shows with uh, Total Loss now. 
Um, yes, and I then, have. Uh, new merch as well. I saw that it just drops, and I mean, I just so. And you guys had some good shows. Well, not that you ever had bad shows, but I mean, like some of the ones that you've been added on to have been like really solid shows. I know I've been to probably two or three this year alone. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we've been we've been working hard. It's it's definitely a challenge when all of us live in either apartments or in Indiana. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. And then the member changes are so consistent. So are you uh are do we have a confirmed fourth or a pending fourth member? So we so Joey is still in the band. So we're, right now we're looking for a fifth member. Well, okay, so we're upgrading even more in case Joey leaves and then you still have four. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's not so much like a uh, in case like Joey leaves or anything like that. It's just like, you know, we don't want to, you know, none of us in the band want to overtax each other and or, you know, put too much on anyone's shoulders. So we figured might as well add a second guitarist. So that way it doesn't feel like, you know, if one member, if like Joey has something going on or if the second guitarist has something going on, Mm -hmm. you know, all, all we are is, you know, just down one guitarist. Right. So it it makes, it makes it easier because we're, we're definitely a band of people where life certainly does happen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, numerous times. And then yeah. I was, and Jaden's always been kind of like adamant since the point where like he was like, I don't want to play guitar and sing and do vocals at the same time. I just want to do vocals, which rightfully yeah. so. I mean, I mean, if it was up to Jaden, though, he would literally play drums and guitar and yell on a mic all at the same time. Yeah, it's it's really funny because I was um I was just over at uh, I was just over at my friend Ian's and Ian is the drummer for TPO. Mm-hmm. And I was just over at his place and we were just like catching up. He was telling me everything that's going on with TPO. I was telling him everything that's going on with total loss. And I was telling him like, you know, it's crazy. Cause like the unicorn for us is a guitarist. Right. Whereas all four of us play drums, all four of us. So it's, <laughs> It's like we're hoarding all the drummers. That's it's literally a Cincinnati meme. It's like we're all the drummers that check out Total Loss. Exactly. Total Loss is a band full of drummers. Uh, that's wild. Um, but all in all, good journey. How was uh, this week? Uh, this week, it's it's been, you know, all that stuff's happened, but it hasn't been, you know, overly stressful or anything. Just busy and eventful yeah can't really can't really complain about it uh and also you know we just played that gig on wednesday supporting downswing and rot Mm -hmm. which you know both phenomenal killer bands and same thing with fatal concept also great band joey even hopped on stage and did a song with them on guitar which was pretty cool that's awesome that's the one our good friend jared gosling's in too so i know he's super excited about that project i mean cincinnati is back up again i think i think we've got a lot of good local bands that have have been writing and dedicating a lot of music and time and putting out a lot of good stuff i would say i would have to agree like cincinnati is definitely up because like We've got, you know, Fatal. Fatal is on the rise right now. They they've got a pretty pretty good upswing, mm-hmm. and then 
Uh, I'd also just like to plug Wasted Away. They're also homies, really great people, great heavy band. And there's another band like outside of, you know, the hardcore scene and everything. Uh, They're called Dead Humor. They're like a weird funk rock fusion band. Mm -hmm. They all look like straight out of the 80s, like vocalists. Anthony, he looks like a young Steven Tyler. And then you got um, Tony on guitar. He's just essentially Prince with dreads. Jeez. And they're they're a great they're a great rock band, which is hard to come by. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much so. And then you have J- uh, um, J- Jason Justin uh, Jackson Metlock's uh, one of five different bands that he's in. <laughs> just kill like destroying it i mean they he played with his dad he was t- uh, telling me about it or no he wasn't telling me about it he was telling uh the podcast uh late start podcast talking about how they opened for who was it like the who or yeah uh, they opened up for the who jackson yeah. was telling me about that too last time we talked just like Man. i mean if you have a cincinnati local member who's opening up for the who i mean i think we made it so I yeah think we're, i would say so pretty good and on then that. you've also and then you've also got, you know, Time's Up, which, my my God, I feel yeah. like Time's Up should have happened like years ago because they, they already feel like a seasoned band. Yeah, but look, and then look at all their members, though, who are all seasoned, like, performers. Exactly. And they bring out all their elements together. Critter, too. I'm so glad. Critter can never leave music, I swear. And same with Christian Backsider. I wish that he would he's got stuff in the works so allegedly i can't say or confirm or deny it but um i mean they those are two people that should never leave music because they're oh just God. so talented they're so, also just incredibly nice people which they're humble as God like, bless. Uh, yeah uh, amazing happy humble just like always great to be around and you know who else is always great to be around people in the lgbtqia plus community and that is what we are transitioning into with freedom so last time we if you listened to the episode previously with him and trauma uh them and trauma we discussed earlier in the episode that they are non-binary um and that is their pronoun and uh dive into what literally just what that means for you so from a young age, I've never really fully identified with stereotypical masculine and male things. Mm-hmm. Like I still, I still play with GI Joes and action figures and everything, but I was also gravitated toward, you know, a lot more of the stereotypical, like feminine and girly stuff, like stuffed animals and dolls and stuff everything and as a kid you know you don't really think about that you just think oh cool new shiny toy i'm gonna play with it and i would make the gi joes and my (laughs) my doll of mrs incredible fight each other (laughs) (laughs) right on but um so so what 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 being non-binary really means for me is i don't identify with being a man i don't i i still identify with masculine aspects of being a man and i i I find myself nowadays typically identifying with more feminine things and Mm -hmm. feminine sensibilities and that that's also just who i've always been is someone who's a lot more effeminate even though i appear as this 
towering lumberjack of a human being. <laughs> Dude, same. Yeah, but, literally. I think he's literally. I'm, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. But non-binary because like everything he's saying i was like this is literally me like do yeah, i just not as a kid do like i just a, not I know the definition about... and i'm like yeah, i'm sitting here with my legs crossed like i'm dude, I, I, mean... had, <laughs> dude I had brats i had brass dolls man i had stuffed animals like yeah. i just like i didn't give a fuck really like I did just... you have the brass rock angels uh i don't think so i had the uh, what i would do is um i would take like the brats dolls and then i would also have like action figures of like uh flash gordon and like batman all this stuff and i would set him up in my garage and i would we'd take out our nerf guns and, and see how many we could knock down like first try <laughs> nice. <laughs> i think going the most, to the practice range the most uh messed up thing about okay so here's here's a toy that should just be universal males or females i think barbies across the board yeah. whether you're a male oh, or a female it's an acceptable toy for uh, regardless of your gender even if for kids because you, okay so here's my it's not even a hot take or an argument it's just let's hear me out so if you're a male or a, a boy playing with a barbie you can be curious if you're undressing it or if you're a male and you're playing with a Barbie, you can just like the fact that you're playing with as a female figure. So I think it's literally like the toy that's like universal to yeah. say like they're just because they're whatever gender is playing with the Barbie. I mean, it's an acceptable toy. The same way that you know, girls can play with Pokemon cars and Hot Wheels. Like yeah. they're, they like cars and then they grow up to be number one great racers in the world well yeah so. and, and i mean like barbie was like one of the i, I don't want to say it's like the first but like one of the first like toy companies i would say to like represent females in uh respectable roles mm -hmm. not to say that like uh, any role yeah. is disrespect like disrespectable but like doctors scientists astronauts like you had lawyers yeah lawyers like basically telling women and boys and girls like hey Girls can also be fucking badasses, yeah. making six, yeah. seven figures, exactly. getting, getting that bag. Right. And to breaking down the stereotypes. Yeah. Honestly, we, Bar Barbie's rock. Uh, Barbie is the uh, blueprint for This is a pro-Barbie This is a pro-Barbie podcast. <laughs> Come on, uh, Barbie. Let's go. Bar let's go the, plug that song at the end. Or, oh I'm, a, I'm a Barbie girl. I don't think in... I don't think I can do that. No, um, yeah. we'll have freedom but, ample over a uh, total loss song, and we'll plug that at the end because they need to hear their music. Oh yeah, I'll I'll send you guys an unreleased one. Do uh, it. We'll plug. Oh it. yeah, no, nah, you guys, you guys will shit bricks. I promise you. Uh, but going going back to like uh, what non being non-binary means for me. So, gender is just like most things. When it comes like sexuality, uh, it's a spectrum. So I, even though I do present as masculine 95% of the time, and I have these feminine sensibilities and I gravitate more towards feminine energy, mm -hmm. I do not feel like the, the title of man defines me. Because when it comes to gender, it's it's all about your mental. It's all about your feeling. It's about how you present yourself, how you want to present yourself and be perceived. And it's 
it, it also comes with a air of privilege, especially for someone like me who is very masculine passing mm-hmm. because I can walk up to pride and people would just think I'm a, you know, cisgender, cisgender man. Mm-hmm. And until they, you know, talk to me, ask me about my pronouns or anything like that. And I tell them, you know, you wouldn't know. Whereas you have a lot of other non-binary and trans people who are not feminine or masculine presenting who get a lot more, who face a lot more prejudice than I do. So what, so go, I, I keep, when I talk, I keep getting sidetracked and go on roads. My manager tells me this and I hate it every time I catch myself doing it. I think you're doing but, great so far. Thank you. Thank you. Nine out but of 10. It, thank you. It just, it just means that I do not feel, I do not, see myself as a man i do not define myself as a man and that's the that's the basicality of it it's all about my personal feeling and how i feel mentally about mm-hmm. gender and you know just because i'm non-binary doesn't mean i i will say this to all the other non-binary people that you know don't don't have blue hair and pronouns <laughs> right <laughs> but um you know you don't you whether another another gay person a lesbian person a trans or even another trans person non-binary person if they walk up to you like it's happened so many times for me and say you know you don't look non-binary you don't look trans it's you know you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to present a certain way all that matters is are you presenting the way that you are that you feel comfortable with does it make you feel good about yourself and do you experience euphoria when you define yourself as who you are it does it like non-binary is not fashion non-binary is not how you act it's not how you speak it's not your personality it's all about how you feel and you should never let anyone define you to be as anything other than what you are when no, it comes absolutely to yeah because i mean yeah like saying that is like i feel like when people say that you know obviously it's not like inherently they're trying to offend you in any way but exactly like the verbiage of that is like very it's like you're putting that in a box and saying like this is what a non-binary person should be a stereotype stigma and if you don't look that way or act that way then well you're not non-binary right you're not <laughs> you know? representing but us it's out the there. same thing as somebody saying like oh you know oh you don't sound black you know like you talk very white for yeah. being a black person or, yes. oh, you know, yes. your, your voice is very deep for a woman. And it's like, you know, you're putting this thing in a box and saying, this is how it should be. This is how it is. And so anything outside of that is like abnormal when it's like, okay, yeah. you know, you could be all of, like you said, a spectrum, it's all over the place. So, yeah. And, you know, I can kind of empathize, you know, with that rhetoric of people just like being because it, it can it can be jarring when you grow up being presented this culture this heteronormative culture and this stereotypical feminine stereotypical masculine culture where you know you're being shown okay this is what a woman should do you know makeup skirts 
high heels and, you know, just thinking about boys and chasing boys and you get presented as a man, you know, just, you know, macho cars, guns, flames, rock and roll, all that stuff. And it can be really jarring being presented that your whole life. And then, you know, you reach your twenties, you reach adulthood and someone walks up and they, that they present you something that challenges everything that you've seen. And that's one of the things that can, that that's, that's really damaging when it comes to being a part of the community because not that's not something that I face. It's also something that gay people and lesbian people and uh, intersex people face. Very uh, much just anything under the LGBT, LGBTQIA community. Because we we're, it's it, it, it's it's essentially a counterculture, you know, against what we've all been taught our whole lives. So when some, like you said, you know, some, when some, like, I'm tripping over my words. Like you said, Ben, you know, someone comes up and they ask you about, you know, your gender or your sexuality. It's not inherently offensive. You know, they're just trying yeah. to learn. And some, you know, it's a real 50 50 when someone comes up and asks you those questions. Cause it can either be like, Oh, well, I don't agree with that. So go just going yourself. one in two ways. Yeah. Yep. And you know, it's, it's very easy as someone, a part of the community to get just immediately defensive when someone asks you that question, because it can turn into an argument or even worse in some cases, some situations, it can turn into violence and prejudice at the flick of a switch. And it's, it's just, it's just all about learning. It's all about education. And although you can walk up and ask a non-binary person, ask a trans person, you know, questions, you also have to be mindful because just like, just like black people, People in the community are not there to be your educators. All right. Yeah. It's it's something you gotta it's something you gotta do on your own if you want to if you wanna support, if you wanna show allyship, you know, you you gotta you gotta do that personal education and discipline for it. I think that I'm going to interrupt real quick, but uh, one point Ben brought up about uh, black people, it's like, oh, you don't at talk black. And then we're talking about this. So um, when I came out last week or at the top of the week, um, I'll tell I'll do a segment on that one. But congratulations, um, by the way. Thank you. Uh, very much love supported uh, blew up literally was trending on Facebook for like two and a half days. No big deal. Uh, gave us a podcast a platform to regain its ground on so saving yeah. the saving Next the podcast. week i'm coming out we gotta keep them numbers up Kat huh? katrina's in trouble <laughs> listen katrina it's pride month so now would be the perfect time no. <laughs> um <laughs> but I get to work the next day, and I'm still in disbelief. I'm still processing, and I'm still even remembering that I posted it because I just was like, I was so it it take it took a lot for me to do that. It really, it honestly, truly yeah. took a lot for me to do that um, and make that post public and not 
do it in a way where I wanted to be at the center of attention because that was not anything that I expected. I just wanted to like finally be open about it. Anyway, yeah. get to work and I'm talking to one of my coworkers and uh, who is a black male and he goes, Hey man, I saw your post. Congratulations, man. I think that's really awesome. And then we had a discussion about it and he goes, see you being gay or bisexual has nothing to do with my life. So why do I care what you do with your personal life? And I was like, if anything, we should be loving each other. And he was telling me the story. He goes, the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is if you're, if you support gays, but are uh, racist. So I was like, pick a struggle brother. Like, and he said it like that. And I was like, damn, that's exact. like literally pick a struggle. Like you can't have it like it both ways. Like, <laughs> Oh God. Oh God. So, Circling back to, like you were saying, with educating and talking to people about it and then wanting to be supportive of it, um, how one thing I want to discuss with you is uh, how do you combat or politely, like, uh, explain it to, like, ch- like, church moms, per se. I use the choice words church moms because I'm not trying to... You, if you're listening, that word, that phrase makes sense to you. Like, a soccer mom, but a church mom who's, like grows up in the church and you go over to your friend's house and they're like oh i see you're doing something like like they it's honestly noticeable to you or you say yeah i'm non-binary and they just raise an eyebrow and tilt their head at you and look at you like a deer in the headlights it's like how do you have you ever been in a situation where there was like it reciprocated into either an argument or a very uh informational conversation or instructful instructive conversation yeah uh so constructive that's the word god yeah Uh, (laughs) you're all good baby um but i have had several several encounters like that uh in my life uh i would say probably one of the first encounters i had like that was when i was really really young because i came out at a young age i was 16 17 years old still in high school still mm-hmm. discovering myself. Uh, that was when I identified as gender fluid. And so one, I was, I was in marching band, uh, Dixie Heights marching band class of 2014 represent, uh, <laughs> one time band camp. We'll go there. Yeah. Later. Yep. Uh, I could tell stories. I could, I could do a whole podcast episode just telling you the wild ass stories from marching band. Oh no, but, we're bringing you back for a stories episode. Just story time with freedom. <laughs> be a filler episode on the Patreon. People would buy that content. That's what. Oh, one hundred percent. Because I, I, I've seen some shit. <laughs> but so one, we were at a. I was at a competition, and. My, uh, me and my, me and my girlfriend at the time, we were just chilling, you know, just waiting, waiting for action, you know, because marching bands, a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. So (laughs) we're at, I think we were at, uh, I think we were at Ballard high school in, uh, Ballard and like Ballard, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So we were chilling and one of the, one of the band moms asked like, She's, she was a sweetheart. Um, her name is her name is uh, Mrs. Bro, and I cannot say enough good words about that woman. She is an absolute dear and a sweetheart, and she always 
she after her son graduated uh she came like once or twice to a couple competitions and ballard happened to be the one that she came to so she came and she was like freedom can i help you with your hair like because she she would always be the first band mom to come help me like get ready and everything and like hand me my uniform and then because i had really long hair at the time yeah uh, she was like, can I help you like get your hair up into the Shaco, which is the name of the hat that we wear. Mm-hmm. And, and she was just like, I saw, I saw a post on your Facebook and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh geez. And she was just like, so you're gender fluid. And I was like, uh, yes. And just like, I was just like surprised that she even like sees me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she asked me about it and she was just like, I really don't understand that at all. And I was just like, well, and this was at the time gender fluid. You know, I, one day, you know, I feel like a man and another day I feel more like a woman. And she was just like, well, you don't really like change. You don't really like change appearances. And I said, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And it's it's just all about how I'm feeling that day, you know. One day I'll wake up and think, you know what? I identify as a man today and I'll either wear, you know, skinny jeans, you know, boots, flannel, puff the chest hair out, you know, look all gruff and mean. And then, you know, other days I'll wear a dress, leggings and uh, Doc Martens. Yeah. And uh, put on a face of makeup, which I haven't done in four years now because you know the trump presidency but (laughs) but um she was just like really nice and she she was also a church mom which is why i brought her up yeah uh but that was definitely one of the nicest encounters i've had about it uh another encounter i had this person's not a church mom this person's actually a uh known out and proud neo-nazi Okay, uh, but I I work at Starbucks and at the time we had the trans flag up in our window and this dude walks up and he he's talking to my coworker Gabe and Gabe at the time was a trans man and he was just like what does that flag mean and Gabe was like oh yeah that's the uh, transgender flag. Uh, it's just to show, you know, trans pride. And he, he immediately word for word goes, yeah, well, I think that's fucking disgusting. And I think you're disgusting. And it just sparked this whole, whole argument. Like my manager was on the floor. It was just me, Gabe and my other coworker. And Gabe was just like having an argument and everything. And, you know, me, me and my other coworker were working on drinks and weren't really focused on it until it got loud. And we noticed that it happened. And then Gabe, at the time we noticed, you know, Gabe went to the back and everything. And uh, my coworker just straight up goes, you know, that was really uncalled for. And he, he was like, Oh yeah, no, that was very uncalled for. Can you believe, can you believe him? He misgendered her, but I'm not, I mean, I just did that. I caught myself, but he misgendered him, but I'm not going to, even though I just slipped up. But 
Listen, but, I've um, said he so many times in the first episode in this episode yeah, too, so don't. It happens. It happens. That's I why we clarify. It's words. not. It, it's not malicious. It's just. Yeah, it's it's you can you, and plus like as a, as an aside, you can tell when someone's being malicious about it, right? Because yeah. they because like they'll no make one it wanted, really fucking obvious, too. and they repeat oh, it over and over repeated, again. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I like so going back uh my coworker, she said you know that's really uncalled for he agree he agrees with her thinking that you know we're that she's on his side and she goes not nah, you were uncalled for and he starts yelling obscenities at her and you know saying it's adam and eve not adam and steve and you know all the same anti-gay rhetoric that you hear online and shit from Westboro Baptist ass bitches. Mm-hmm. But and shout out Westboro. And, yeah, shout out Westboro. <laughs> Pull up uh, Westboro. Guys, <laughs> you guys find out. You guys age like cream cheese on the sidewalk, <laughs> motherfuckers. But so so he starts yelling obscenities at her and I just I just had no I, I wasn't having it at all, and I probably handled it in, like, the worst way possible. I'm going to be so real with you. Sometimes you have and, to. Yeah. Certain, and, if, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. In certain situations yeah. where you have to make a point in a standard, I was like, I'm ready to lose my job over certain situations. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I straight up, I straight up, like, yelled and, like, got in his face, and I was just like, yo, why don't you get the fuck up out of my store, you piece of shit? I don't give a fuck what you got to say. And he, this dude is like five two <laughs> they and he looks are. like he looks like fucking expired yogurt <laughs> and and like i so i like pull up on him and everything and i'm just telling him to go fuck himself you know he's trying to yell over me but you know i got a loud voice i can yell louder motherfucker mm-hmm. so i'm telling him you know get the fuck out of my store you know he's a piece of shit and all that stuff told him to go fuck his sister wife and <laughs> <laughs> my my manager <laughs> pulls me in the back the next day I go into work and I'm just like oh no I'm I'm getting either written up or fired and he sits me down he's just like I just want to say you know I really do admire and appreciate you sticking up for your fellow partners uh, I know you did use some crass language but I'm you know it was a very intense situation so I'm not going to hold that against you not writing you up or anything. You're not in trouble. I just want to say I appreciate it. But uh, next time he comes in or a situation like that happens again, you just come find me or come find the shift on duty and uh, we'll take care of it. But yeah, that had to be the most recent time. And then I'll add a third, third bonus. I keep tripping on my words today. One Goddamn. of us has to. Normally it's me, yep. but... Like, yeah, yeah, but uh, a bonus time that uh, this happened was actually, and I I get this pretty common from, but it was from another non-binary person, and I was me and Mariah were at a party, you know, just chilling, you know, smoking and drinking and drinking and smoking, and they walk up to me and they I was just like outside having a cigarette. And they just walk up to me and they're just like, so you say you're non-binary and everything and you use they them pronouns. I was like, uh, yeah. 
and they just straight up go, you know, well, you don't look non-binary and, you know, just start getting, you know, shitty with me. And, and you knew this I person. Was, uh, I knew, I knew we were acquaintances. Like I already knew who they were, but like, you know, it was a party. They were messed up. I was very much under the influence Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize what was happening until after the fact. Right. But I just, I just politely explained everything to them. I was like, yes, I am non-binary. And even though I present stereotypically masculine, you know, I got a full beard, you know, I'm here, I'm here in a flannel and some vans. I look like I just walked off stage at a metalcore show mm-hmm. and, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm any less non-binary and, you know, it's just how I feel. It's how I identify you know nothing to it and after the fact uh you know we mariah and i were talking about it i was like you know what yeah they were kind of being shitty to me (laughs) and you know i i I told mariah one of my famous one-liners that i say to uh gatekeepy non-binary people which Mm -hmm. uh you know sorry sorry for the offense but i still think it's funny uh but I, I was just like, I mean, damn, sorry I don't look like I'm off the set of the fucking vampire diaries and shit. Like right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like it, it's like, come on, you know. It's there, like are you an ally or are you a liar? Like which one is it? Because yeah, you can only you, you get like pick a struggle, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like are yeah, you worried that, about me or are you worried about yourself and our team, like in our community? Yeah, it's like the, it's it's like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of infighting and discourse in the non-binary and trans community dude same with the vegans man they can't get their shits on the same page (laughs) they really that's the (laughs) god damn but but yeah it's it, it there there's discourse and infighting in the community and it sucks and, you know, that's why I said what I said earlier with like, you know, don't let people define you and who you are and how you identify, because, you know, I've I've gotten that spiel so many times from other people in the non-binary community. And it's it's always disheartening. And one of my one of my coworkers and very good friends, I love them to death. Their name is Gray. Uh, they they've ex- I said that one time and Gray was just like no because same and I was and that was like an immediate like camaraderie moment and like there are a lot of no- other non-binary people that feel the exact same way especially uh, my good friend Caleb uh, I love them to death uh, if you don't know if you Cal. don't know Caleb um, Marshall's partner no, uh, okay. I'm actually. Uh, do you know Steph Combs? I do know Steph Combs. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, that came. Yeah, they're part. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just said Combs. I don't know. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, Caleb. I blanked on your last name, but yeah. Uh, and you know, Caleb and I talked about it. that. We'll leave it in. They'll appreciate that. I mean, yeah. And they they've had a lot of discussions with me. So yeah, leave 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 the last name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, K- Caleb, very, 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 very good person. And we, we had a conversation like that last time I saw them at a gig and, you know, we both, we both felt the same way. It's just like, you know, 
Like why? Like why are you trying to why are you trying to gatekeep right now? It's it's unnecessary. You know, all it all it does is all it does is divide and you know make other non-binary people who are you know cis passing you know just not want to really be a part of the community and it sucks yeah it really sucks and it's like they're trying or they think that they want to come out or something happens and it's like well maybe i'm not really and you've got to be ready on your own time for one but when you see that type of morality it's like is this really work do i really want to be a part of this i mean it's not tomatoes, tomatoes, but like Cincinnati yeah. hardcore metalcore scene, we used to be known for fight at every show, guaranteed. You come to Cincinnati yeah. hardcore show, you'd see a fight, and it was like that got a reputation that wasn't what the situation was, though. Like, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of fights, but they didn't understand the situations that led to those fights. Some of them were exactly. just drunk assholes. Some of them were racist. Some of them were more bigots. You know, there was a lot more context to it. So yeah. all Louisville and Columbus and Lexington were hearing is, yeah, don't go to Cincinnati shows. They just fight all the time and fight each other. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but understand there's might be some context to it. And then if you think that about it, say, well, I talked to somebody close to about it. So, yeah. But, and it's, it's same, it's same thing with, you know, cis passing non-binary people, you know, you never you don't know the context because maybe they're cis passing because they aren't out to their family. Maybe right. they're cis passing because they don't feel safe in public, uh, pre like presenting, you know, uh, you know, more, more masculine or more fem feminine, depending on the type of person. And you, you got it. Like I said in the beginning, you know, there's privilege when it comes to that. But also, if you're going to gatekeep, you know, try and like listen and understand and maybe get some context mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a very, very, very dangerous time out right now for a lot of a lot of like trans kin. And it's just, you know, some people do it out of their own protection and safety. Some people you know, just do it because, you know, they feel comfortable in their own skin. You know, you never know. So when, if, you know, if you're a non-binary person, like listen to this and you're guilty of, you know, doing that gatekeeping and everything, you know, obviously no hate toward you, you know, I can understand because it's like, you know, you face so much more prejudice in the real world than I do because I'm cis passing, mm -hmm. but you know, also take that time to, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, not gatekeep as maybe, hard, you know? maybe not grow gonna... up, you know, yeah. just a yeah, little you bit, know? maybe yeah. drink your coffee a little bit blacker instead of with a lot of the sugar and cream, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's all about conversation. It's all about understanding it all boils down to the dialogue. And I think it all boils down to understanding that there are certain types of people and personality traits, and some people are very more sensitive towards certain things or just their sensitivity and emotions run a little bit higher and stronger than <laughs> other people's too. So it's like yeah. there's some people who have really thick backbones to where they can be a proud transgender and wear it proudly regardless of fear and living their day the way they truly authentically want to present themselves as they are. Um, and I think there's some people who are very insecure about it and they only do, like they they'll 
like I have a good friend, for example, uh, who's into drag, and uh, he they. Um, loves drag, uh, they love costuming, they love everything about it, but on an everyday, their everyday job, their everyday life, they show no appearance-wise of, like, makeup or anything like that, but that's yeah. what they and he loves to do, and I, it's like, it's to each their own, like, that's the type of shit, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just let it be, it's like, who cares? Um, yeah. So I wanted and- to, go ahead. Oh, no. One last thing I was going to say is, you know, just on this topic is, you know, we got to we got to stop, you know, all the infighting. And even more importantly, like we really we like I I know that everyone in the community faces prejudice and hardship. But one thing we definitely need to be doing is protecting uh, black trans men and women and non-binary people and the youth. Because yes. There is a good deal of racism in the community, whether, you know, we want to admit it or not. And we we just and I, I'm not trying to like virtue signal or be that, you know, jack off. You know, I've been given a platform, so I got to make myself look good type bullshit. Nah, mm-hmm. it's I have I have a lot of I have a lot of friends who are black trans people and just like hearing their stories and everything and what they go through, because not only do you get the prejudice from being black, you get the prejudice for being trans. And it's, it's just ridiculous, especially from our own community. Mm. And, you know, I figured, you know, bring, I, I figured I'd bring that up because we definitely as a community need to start unlearning racist tendencies and rhetoric and, start listening understanding and being better allies because even though we even though we are queer sorry if you don't like that word um, but even though we are we still we still have vastly more privilege than black gay people black lesbian people and black trans people yeah and I think that one thing I want to say to that is, who are you apologizing for if you don't like that word? If you don't like that word, then why are you listening to this podcast? Because you probably not liked a lot of things that we've said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I say so. I say that because I have I have a few friends that are uh, pre- like older generation, yeah, uh, gay people that you know that word was used the same way the f slur was used. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's all part of personal reclamation of words that were used to oppress and i know that some older generation uh gay people aren't cool with that word and you know i just wanted to you know throw a little aside even though i use it personally is that why people are boycotting netflix because of queer eye um i think it's a little bit more than that i I think that queer i actually never heard of that before (laughs) Uh, yeah okay yeah maybe i I think people just think netflix is a piece of shit and start blocking oh yeah oh yeah netflix is a huge piece of shit fucking garbage company yeah Yeah. like on the uh on like the reclamation like i i like it made me think of i can't remember what show it was but uh connie from cu space cowboy Mm -hmm. came out and said like uh basically like one of the mosh like she made a mosh call it was like what's up 
f slurs yeah some people got like really upset some people got really upset over it but like most people were like yeah it's cool as fuck Uh, (laughs) yeah nah it's and it's just like you know i per like i'm not gonna say on the podcast because i know a good deal of you know people from you know our generation and younger uh you know still aren't cool with that you know that's perfectly fine uh but i reclaim that and you know so much of total losses reclaim that word but you know we don't go like throwing it around you know all the time but yeah nah connie god bless connie (laughs) connie's what what an icon Amazing. Oh, I got on stage for LDB at, uh, for their set too. That was uh, like oh, yeah. side stage. I got the video of it. It was one of my proud, yeah, one of my pr- proudest moments. But there's ben. a, oh yeah, speaking of um, black people in the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, fucking go listen to Ballista. Buy yeah. some Absolutely. Some I love dude, Ballista. Ballista rules, dude. God they, uh, fucking bless. Saw them, got the pleasure to see them at um, LDB and pro- definitely one of my favorite sets of yeah. the weekend. Like, they go so hard. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, that's right. You went to, you You were at LDB and you, uh, you met uh, Erica, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, from I. This uh, is your God. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Which, by the way, uh, plug in. This is your god. Uh, uh, phenomenal yeah. band. And Beautiful shout out people. Erica. Love Erica. Yeah, she's, shout she's out, incredible. Shout out Erica. God bless. Uh, but yeah, no, I saw I saw that online that you were in a photo with Erica. I was like, damn, <laughs> all fucking world, man. Yeah, like, I, I uh, haven't. I know her from this. Uh, I've I've been in this group that's like a Silent Planet group for like years. And yeah. um, met her and like a ton of other people from that group, and she's like one of the OGs, and I and that was the first time I actually met uh, her and a couple other people from from that whole group. So yeah, yeah it was, it was fa- super cool. I fa- I uh, ended up I like we ended up becoming friends online because uh, I follow Jay from Mute ETX. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that he. Uh, I saw that he shared like some stuff about this is your God. And I was like, Oh shit. And then, you know, I followed, I followed them on social media. Then, you know, I started following anyone, I, anyone, the band I could find on social media because, you know, I like to do that. I interact on the internet. Like I would interact in real life. Dude, we, yeah, we, um, (laughs) broad, not broadcast. What's the word I'm, I'm looking for where we, uh, where I'm at a show and I talk to people about the podcast, um, what's that called? There's a word that I'm using. Networking. Thank you. I, we're going to go with networking. Yeah. Ne- networking works. And it's like, I just, it's always been in me to like, I would never stop networking because I'm a firm believer in it. So not what, you know, sometimes, but who, you know, all the time because yeah. people can get you to different places. So, yeah. But, and- um, I was going to say, uh, to wrap it up into kind of like the positives with it. Um, what is one thing that you gained from this all and something that like helped you, like what did you gain from it as a positive by coming out and being transparent about who you are? And then after that, we'll go into our three positives. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh dang, I forget. I I didn't even realize that we just blew past the three positives. <laughs> I like. I've been I do. keeping we it. Switched it up, we man. we switched it up, and we. Uh, I, I like to do it whenever I feel like I want to do it now, because like there's sometimes where I'll do it in the middle. Sometimes I'll do it right out of the gate, and then sometimes we do it at the end. So, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, just some, just some stuff I've gained from being open and being transparent about who I am and what I identify as it's I I've cause when, when you're coming out, you do a lot, a lot of looking inward and you really need to face yourself when it comes to that, you know, because you are defining yourself. It, it may not seem like, you know, that big a deal, you know, just at face value, but you're defining yourself. You are saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And on top of that, to all the people that knew you in the past, it doesn't change who I am. This is just a part of me. And it, it was just really getting and gaining a stronger sense of self because I am a very insecure person uh, in a lot of aspects of my life. And, you know, I feel like I always come off as awkward or intimidating or anything like that. And like, you know, just this, you know, big, gruff, stereotypical man, you know, and really looking inward and discovering who I was, what I liked, what I identified with. It, it gave me a stronger sense of self and on and honestly more confidence in myself. You know, I not, I, I got to experience, you know, gender euphoria when it came to me coming out initially. And even it, it, it was like, I got a lot of weird uh, blowback from coming out because, you know, my parents didn't understand it. Uh, I love my parents to death, uh, Angela and Corey shout out. Uh, but I, it, it, it was kind of, it was, it was rocky cause they, they didn't understand it. And even though I had that like euphoric moment of like coming out and being like, this is who I am they it, it, it was it was a little slow on the uptake for them but you know they after you know sitting down explaining and trying not to like you know be young irrational and upset you know they they finally understood and you know they they've always accepted who i am even if they didn't understand it right and you know once once we got to that point you know it was just like another euphoric moment and um going back you know without getting sidetracked it, it's it, really the main thing is stronger sense of self and self-worth and knowing that no matter what i identify as because gender is a journey like i said previous i at the time when i first came out i came out as gender fluid and then decide you know what i'm non-binary you know that's just how i feel and, you know, it's a journey when it comes to gender. A lot of people will make memes on it about online in the community. 
mm-hmm. call it brain worms because it's just like you're so, you're so fucking confused all the time and you're just like who the fuck am i yeah you know who am i who is who is freedom philippe you know who is karsten who is ben and it's it's just really it's it's just really all all about the journey you know because one one day you'll just be like you know what i've defined who i am and then the next moment you're like hey wait a minute no fuck (laughs) but yeah inner self and just discovering and gaining a peace and being at peace with it too i think is a big thing for exactly for me that's that's another that's another thing for me too is Mm. finding peace and also coming on the podcast and uh outing you both as eggs yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love it i hear you playing with them barbies (laughs) <laughs> playing with some uh, i didn't even play with my pick we got we we have this bit where we just when we get bored with people we just play with picks because he's got a bit literal bag like a bag yeah. bag full of picks some so. are, yeah. my sign- are my signature picks from when i was in the band so long, yeah. long time ago what um, do you got a signature tortex uh no they're actually i i actually don't know what brand they are they're they're our logo is on the one side and then on the other side is my little signature that's just my initials um but it actually looks pretty pretty sick i worked on it for a while yeah i was gonna nice. say it looks pretty shitty i didn't can even tell it was a logo but nice. know, just charlie brown zigzag uh freedom love you man bye hey i'm cool with it i'm cool with it uh so three positives um i had talk about today and by i had talk about nice. today i had talk about before i came on the podcast and i was like i'm gonna see if i get really uncomfortable and ben has seen me literally act like i'm about to have an anxiety attack not an anxiety attack poop but attack. poop attack <laughs> and but it's still positive though because uh well, i'm at work and i closed which is why we did this so late and um one of my coworkers uh, that I'm very close with there, as I am with all my associates, I came back and I was uh, going to take her home. Um, and she goes, question, how do you feel about uh, Taco Bell? And I said, I think it is a great food establishment that has saved many lives uh, in great times of need. And she goes, well, I've been thinking about getting Taco Bell and I kind of want Taco Bell. So would you be, if I bought Taco Bell, would you be good with that and i'm like like she worded it just like that and i was like yeah uh a hundred percent like you i don't go to talk about in a normal day life but like if somebody offers you talk about you always take talk about oh 100 it is a a bonding moment and that's a memory that you you never say no to taco bell they forgot (laughs) the fiesta potatoes but we're gonna let 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 that slide because the lady was an angel so yeah plus it's late at night you know, right. it's a Saturday at 1030. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to give him grief over that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you, we've all been in that line at 1030 on a Saturday night. Like, we oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pregame before being... the after party. Yeah, <laughs> like, shoot. we start and end at Taco Bell. It's not we start to start pregame. You no, know, every every night starts partying. You start and you end at Taco Bell. So yes, sir. Second positive is that uh, today was just a really good day, all in all. 
Um, Hell yeah. At work, I was very active. I got all my steps in. Actually, I over... I worked like... Okay, I rarely, rarely get to the 600s or 700s on my active steps or active calories on my Apple Watch. 717 calorie exercise activity minutes, 70 exercise, and 15 on my stand ring all before midnight tonight, which is ungodly. Like, it's... I mean, I enjoy, like, actually being at, like, working hard and stuff like that. That sounded prideful. Um, <laughs> uh, like, actually physical, hands-on work. So, like, today I was running all over the place and just constantly doing something, literally all eight hours of my shift. And um, then I owed that to I had a liquid IV this morning. I tried liquid IV for the first time. Not a plug. Could be. Sponsor us. Hit me up. Um, and I had one this morning that I had from like uh, this, um, gift pack that, uh, got sent to me and I was like, Oh, I'll, tr- I'll try it. And I woke up kind of, you know, under the weather, uh, so to say. And then, so I was like, well, we'll try this liquid IV. It is an aggressive amount of powder that they put in those small powder and that, in that pouch, uh, for a 16 ounce bottle of water. So like it tasted, <sighs> a it tasted like almost like you were drinking like a medicine hydration, if that makes sense. Like kind of yeah, like Pedialyte, yeah. kind of like Pedialyte, but almost a little bit thicker. To be honest with you, I could use some Pedialyte right so, now. That shit sound busting. It didn't like it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, and it didn't go down easy. It was just like it felt like I was literally taking a medicine, and then I finished my sixteen ounce bottle, and twenty five minutes go by, and I'm just like ready to go like brand new and i so i think that my good day led to liquid death and or liquid iv and uh sponsor us so and that's also my third positive (laughs) so ben all right my three positives um my first positive is uh we got uh the baseboards put up in the basement um hell yeah yeah it was uh I mean, just like any other project in this fucking house, it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is going to be really easy. And then we get to a point where it's like, okay, this is like ridiculous. And we should have been done two hours ago. Just imagine all the hard work you're putting in your basement when you sell this house. Yeah, that's honestly like the only thing. And and you know what? Like there's little things and and I'm just like, you know what? If somebody's bothered by that, then fucking do you want the house or not? Like somebody else will fucking buy it. So, you know. It's a uh, house. Do you yeah, know the like, economy right now? Fuck. Yeah, the economy is in shambles. <laughs> Dude, your equity is going to go up so much, though. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, God. Yeah, we're excited for it. Um, yeah, we basically just got to, like, uh, use some spackle on, like, the nail holes and stuff just to get it, like, cleaned up and do some caulking. <laughs> use a nail hole. Yeah, so I'll be, hand- <laughs> I'll, be uh, I'll be handling some caulk tomorrow, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> getting Pride dicey do what the yes. romans do yes um so we are one step closer to actually uh having chill times in the in the basement which i miss dearly yeah. so um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice little spot once we get done with it um second positive um i got platinum and elden ring only took yeah, me. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Only took oh, me 108 God. hours, I think. I thought it was 101, but 108. Um, yeah, what, it was seven hours. It was cool. It was it was fun. Love the game. It's great. God, um, I love Elden Ring. 
I uh, it was interesting. Like I've I platinumed Bloodborne, but I feel like it was a lot harder to platinum Bloodborne than it was one hundred percent because one hundred percent. Without getting like too into it, like Elden Ring, like there's like trophies where it's like collect all the legendary weapons, but then in Bloodborne they're like collect all the hunter weapons, which is like every single weapon. Yeah, and some of them are like you would never unless you like literally stepped foot on every inch every square inch of every single area like you would not find this weapon or know where it actually is and so, some weapons you can't even get until new game plus or new game plus plus exactly or new so, playthrough after your first one yeah exactly no i was up till i ungodly hours last night uh on a couple different boss well the final boss i was on for like a few hours and it was just like <laughs> it was just rough bitch. yeah yeah, because it, how it works is you fight a boss, and then after you fight that boss, you have to fight another boss. Mm-hmm. And whatever, whatever like uh, consumables you've used, so like uh, you're like regaining health or regaining magic. You don't refill; they don't refill. You just move on to the next. I'm just imagining thing. like po- yeah. the original Elite uh, Four. Basically, and, like and, it is uh, kind of like that. Yeah. Black and white, yeah. or not black and white, uh, in yellow, red, and blue. Like you go through all four, and you just hope yeah. that they start your Pokemon if survive. You, and it's the same thing as Elite Four. Like if you're on that second boss and you get him down to like. I need one more hit to kill them, and then you die. Then you have to go back and fight both of them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny and that you're saying about that. final boss too, because it was uh, there was a joke made tonight that literally. So everybody knows that I'm closing manager, and nobody calls me boss uh, man at work. Well, sometimes they do, but they mean it like as like a, a endearment, not a, a. I'm not a boss. I'm a, man, a leader and a mentor and a friend. Uh, yeah. And my store knows that. But uh, one of my uh, coworkers in, uh, in the deli department, she goes, are you the final boss man tonight? And I said, did you just call me the final boss? And, like, we all joked about it because, like, we defeated this. I'm not going to name my other manager's names, but we was like, like, we got her on sick leave while she's out on surgery. We got through this one, and it's like, you're the final boss of the night. And I was like, you have to defeat me in order to go home. <laughs> so now i'm known as the final boss at uh, my store and i think that's an ongoing bit that i actually really enjoy i think it's really clever funny and cute yeah i just said it was cute what up whatever man uh positive number three um i hadn't really thought of to be honest um i don't know well i guess a positive general positive is uh Suicide Boys just announced a tour with Noctilus, Noctilus, Code Orange, JPEG Mafia, Ski Mask, Ski Mask, Maxic, like literally insane lineup. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to go, especially since I missed last year. Still, Uh, it's at Promo West Pavilion. Pavilion. Oh, that'll fill up fast. Yeah. Yes, it will. Yeah. So last year they had it at Andrew Brady. And it sold out. Mm-hmm. And Turnstile actually played that. Yeah. And I missed it, which I actually, I redeemed myself and got to see Turnstile finally. Right. But I was still mad about it because I still haven't it seen sold Suicide out Boys. stupid quick, though. Like, yeah. Nobody, like, we expected it to sell out. That one went uh, under four hours sellout time, I think, or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Well, what I might Same do, day. what I might do is, um, <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Gabe, who was on the who's been on the podcast, uh, Gabe Worley, 
uh, he he has this thing that we have now named the Gabe method, mm-hmm. and it's where he is basically for any show, big shows, small shows, he'll get tickets like day of, hour before, two hours before for like either super cheap or he'll get like somehow get guest listed (laughs) to shows because he knows a lot of people. And so like that's the Gabe method is like wait last minute, get a cheap resale scalp ticket Mm -hmm. and like get in the show for basically half the price that you would normally pay so yeah i was like i might have to resort to that method if uh if tickets are if tickets go pretty quick yeah tried to do that with olivia yeah. rodrigo and i just it oh, no, dude. It, dude that went that rough so, man rough dude speaking of olivia rodrigo we we fucking like total loss we're we're doing it big we got olivia rodrigo on the track nice dude i've been waiting for it yeah oh yeah does nah, she do we drop we drop uh, I have no clue. But all I know is we dropped 50k large. Nah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> for, I wish for, we had 50k large for an eight eight word verse. <laughs> yeah, eight word. Nah, we just got her on there to just say fuck and leave. She's <laughs> like, I'm, like, a, I I'm Olivia Rodrigo. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Motion, Motionless and White's new album with uh, their. Ooh. You mean the new Breaking Benjamin album? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <you're>, uh, <coughs> There's a lot I have to say about that album, but it is the one with Caleb Shomo where he comes on. It's such a, it's such a Caleb Shomo style rock like verse. Like it goes from like really like it like all the features on that track. I will say this: all the features did their own style of music that fit them. Yeah. So I did appreciate that and Caleb Shomo coming out. All right, here we go. One, two, fuck you. And I was just like, yep, that's Caleb Shomo <laughs> for you. Just yeah. like. God, Caleb Shomo is such a nice guy. I can't, he, I still can't believe I've had the pleasure to meet him like, like so four many or five times. times in my life. Yeah. It, well, he used to be a piece of shit, but we're going to yeah. bridge past that one. Ohio native. Hey. We got we to gotta lift him <laughs> yeah. up, man. I, yeah. I mean, he turned hey, it he, around. He, he turned he it around bat- big time was, in a good way. He was battling some demons. Yeah, he was for battling sure. some serious demons. I mean, he had to be an attack attack. So yeah. like, I, that was yeah. that was enough. I mean, you know, that'll drive a man to drink for sure. Yeah, and I, for, especially Ra- like I love attack attack. Like they're one of my biggest inspirations <laughs> musically. But oh my god, that band then was ver- a not now nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Freedom, what you got? All right, so my three positives. Uh, ben, I just sent you the unreleased uh, Mastiff. Well, fuck, I just said the name. Uh, yeah, uh, the song <laughs> called Mastiff. I just sent you the unreleased Total Loss track. Uh, nah, though, but my first positive today. Um, uh, shoot, I got to sleep in for the first time in a while. That was fucking nice. Uh I didn't really sleep in too late. Just slept in until like 11, 1130. That's uh, not bad. I, I usually get like up. Yeah. I, I just hate that. That sleeping in for me. I used to sleep in until two, three o'clock PM. Shit. Fuck. Same <laughs> man. Anytime but, I do that now, I just feel like a real piece of shit. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I used to be a real huge piece of shit. 
<laughs> but I'm not anymore. <laughs> now I'm just a small piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> With corn in it. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know why. I gotta get off here soon. I, gotta, I am Carson so... becoming unhinged. I'm just literally like, ugh, just sweating over here like, ah. Oh, Carson's right, channeling. We are, we are to the finish it. line and it's like, ah. Uh, Carson's channeling yeah. his inner freedom on the on the final tail end of this podcast uh, right I'm now. glad I bring it out of you. <laughs> but uh but yeah, uh that's my first positive, you know, just getting to get some much needed rest after a busy eventful week. Uh second positive uh shoot. Got to eat some canes today. Oh yeah, sick. That's, that's my so canes, canes is my new comfort lunch. food by yeah, the way. Uh, sh- Shout out, shout out, Jaden. Shout out, fuck you, Canes, for the sauce and cutting back on it and making it smaller. And then I thought it was was crazy. No, so I ordered box combos. I'm not wrong on this. The box combos used to always come with two sauces, correct? No. Okay, no. maybe I am wrong on that. No, then. but the cups are they smaller. They did reduce the cups the size. are smaller. Yes, and I, extra I, one. Dude, I thought I was 30, crazy. No, no, extra ones are yeah. thirty-five cents now. So nah, we we I uh, do I do no slaw sauce instead. Yeah, I do. Oh, I no, I do no slaw no, extra fries, extra toast. What the fuck are you got? Oh, I do the extra sauce, man. Hey, I mean, hey, I know hey, we hey. said we're yo, not going get at a... each other in the community, but we're <laughs> oh. just like, yo, can I hey. get a box combo? No chicken, only coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> could, I get, could I sub everything for coleslaw? Sub every, just give me a box of coleslaw. <laughs> Please. Of that dry ass coleslaw. Nobody's eating that dry ass coleslaw. Dude, man. we got to start it's recording you later. Say that I've never seen the sense of humor from Ben. <laughs> Mariah oh, is the one that be hinge. eating the coleslaw. I had it, uh, I think, once, and I was like, yeah, I'm nah. saying it. Sorry, uh, anyways. <laughs> nah, nah, you're good. Fucking, uh, <coughs> I, nah, though, about the sauce thing, like, I remember last Sunday, me and Mariah were picking up uh, her younger sister, uh, Ari, and we were just having a good old time, got some canes, uh, took her to get some Starbucks on that discount, you know what I'm saying? Nice. But... Uh, now nah, the on our way to Kane, she was like, "Yeah, they uh, cut back the size on their sauces." And me and Mariah were just like, "This is why we need some fucking socialism in this goddamn country." <laughs> what the fuck? Seize the but means of production. I'm about to seize the means of that ass on them politicians. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm about to pull up and give them this fucking schmeat. Swear on my <laughs> fucking grandpa's name. But nah, though, uh, shout out my grandpa, Thomas, RIP. Uh, but nah, though, uh, third positive, uh, getting back on track. So, hmm. uh, third positive, I got more work done on uh, the total loss record. Uh, I am the one that is mixing and producing all of it on top of uh playing bass uh but yeah uh got more work done on the total loss record it's sounding killer we've got literally all this like so so it's weird our set list that we've been playing like what uh you've seen carson yeah so we've got older songs like before me and joey 
You got a uh, meat grinder. Like you're done with the meat grinder songs pretty much though for as or very recently or uh we're I we're still we're still talking about it because I know like a lot of us still like playing some of the meat grinder stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh we might we might uh repurpose <laughs> some of it. Uh we'll definitely still keep like at least one or two of them in rotation just because uh you know they were they were some heaters. Some they hit, were some heaters. The two hits that I I know one of the ones you're talking about. So yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. And um, so uh, the way that the record is going to be. So there are two songs on there that were that were before me and Joey, and then uh. We've got three new ones. The new one, one of the new ones you've already heard live. Yeah. Uh, we've played that live a lot. Uh, that one, that one's a Joey track. Uh, the next, the next one that we are, go- that we're working on debuting live is actually going to replace uh, Car Bomb and the, our typical intro. Mm-hmm. So this one is called uh, Mastiff. Okay, and that's and, the one that we're plugging. Yeah, that's the one that you're plugging. That's that's that I believe is the first thing that I ever wrote for Total Loss. Okay, sick. And yeah, so the new Total Loss, it's we're definitely it's definitely more it, it's it's definitely more of me and Joey shining through. Uh, Good. Obviously, you know you can't fuck Jaden. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Jaden. <laughs> and Aiden. And Aiden, especially. Stop especially. knocking your drums over during your sets, man. Like, what are you? Uh, Nickelback? Or oh, some my God. Sheeran band. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like, that was like, I mean, because he he doesn't take, like, mistakes like a band member should. He takes it, like, too hard. Like, he messed up. Like, he ruined the song or that part. Like, and I felt so bad. And it's like, I went up to him and I was like, Aiden, you know, it's uh, every drummer does that every show. Like, you are not. So. Yeah. And I've, like, even even though, even though, you know, we all, we all cap on each other in the band, you know, it's all in good fun. But I always try, I always try to, you know, let Aiden know, like, Dude, you are a great drummer. Like, I I know that. I know that. You know, uh, sorry to be a- Aiden. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry to be like he ain't listening to shit, <laughs> putting you on blast or like airing out your shit. But like, I always tell Aiden, like, you're a phenomenal drummer. If you make mistakes, so what? Like, I fuck up every fucking set that we yeah. play. You know, it's like Joey messes up, Jaden fucks up. You know. We, we we fuck up, but you know we still keep the bitch rolling, you know, and we we just keep getting better and better, and so do all of us as individual mus- musicians and songwriters. And I think even after this uh, record that we're gonna put out, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be some new level shit. And you then know, you'll Jay- be playing Primo West Pavilion and selling out <laughs> the Icon Center. So. Nah, the 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 number one spot for me currently, I want to get on an LD. I want to get total loss on LDB. I want to see people. This is hardcore. Ah, oh, yeah, I want to see Fan people fest. catch felonies. <laughs> and this is fe- 
Like new total loss is some felony catching music. Let me tell you. Black Air Force I, One material. I, I, I fucking, I put my brain in a microwave to kill my brain cells to make shit this knuckle dragging. Like I've reverted to full monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> full primate. Freedom, I love you so much. Uh, I love I gotta, you guys. We gotta too. get this ended. I gotta get out of here. I gotta check my mom. I think her phone's in my car still, so she has no idea where to get a hold of me or where I am. So it's been, and I'm, yeah, I got, I literally gotta get out of here. Oof. Yeah, go take, <laughs> so. go take care of mamas. All right, love you, bud. Thank you so much for having having us on our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Nada. Thank you guys again for having me on. It's always it's always a pleasure talking, catching up. And uh I'm not gonna Midwestern goodbye. You go you go take care of mama. Ben, always phenomenal talking with you, always yeah, phenomenal dude. hearing yeah. your voice. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys next and talk to you guys next for real. I'll be back on again uh, for sure. Oh, so, I'd love to. I said it as before. many times as you want. As many times as you want. I, I love talking with you. Third co host. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we wouldn't need guests at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Just, freedom covers every topic by themselves. Freedom's like, <laughs> I'm collecting mental illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all, baby. Uh, all right. See you, bud. See you, bud. See you guys. Love y'all. Uh, that was cool. a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get out of here and shut up, and we're just going to end this. Rise Against has gone downhill with their new single. Good night.
Oh. 